Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. We have a topic today that I think you will find, well, it's going to be exciting because we're going to talk about trends. We're going to talk about the future. We're going to talk about where we see the workplace going. So the topic is called the rise of the blue collar worker, a decade of ascending status and reward. Hold on. Enjoy the ride. You are going to love this episode. I have something really powerful at the end that I want to share with you. I want to give you something. So hang on. Stick with this podcast. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe so that you get my new notifications every time I drop a new episode. We are in our fourth year. I can't thank you enough for all the people who have supported this podcast over the first three seasons. So Let's get into this topic, blue-collar workers. My youngest son today, as I share this with you, is on his last day of new employee orientation with a large electric infrastructure company in Texas. He recently graduated from technical school with a certificate in electrical line worker technology. Yes, he's the one that restores your electricity or provides you with electricity during difficult times. And though he graduated in the top grouping of his high school class, he chose a different career. And I noticed, this is something powerful, I noticed that many of his peers also chose vocations with a skill instead of a traditional four-year education experience as has historically been expected by most Generation X parents just like me. So here's the question for you. What are these young people seeing that is different from generations past? Is this an anomaly or are the 2020s changing the meaning of being educated? So listen to this statistic. According to the Census Bureau, nearly one in four people age 25 have attained a four-year degree in 2021. Will this decrease in perceived value of a baccalaureate level diploma? Will it make it seem less valuable if one in four people have one? And does the law of supply and demand indicate that more degrees in the workplace will dilute the financial value of having one. If almost everyone has a degree, are the value of those degrees less? That's the big question I want you to have in your mind. So what has caused this? What is the background that may be a significant metamorphosis for the workplace in the 19, I'm sorry, the 2020s? Wow, I went way back a century. In tw- the 2020s have ignited a remarkable revolution in the labor landscape, and it has triggered a seismic shift in the status and compensation of blue-collar workers while casting a shadow over white-collar jobs tethered to conventional four-year degrees. This transformation is going on right before our eyes, and it's happening due to many factors, including technology. Think about the technological innovations that are going on right now, the evolving skill spectrum, jobs that need higher level skills and can't be learned in just a short period of time with on the job training. And then the burgeoning significance of high value aptitudes over traditional diplomas. 
I read an article recently that so many of the major employers in this country are starting to leave the, the required four-year degree off the job description. So in this podcast, we're going to unravel the extraordinary journey of blue-collar workers as they ascend to a newfound glory regarding status and compensation. At the same time, their white-collar counterparts are grappling with an unsettling decline. We will also unveil the repercussions of this metamorphosis on smaller and medium-sized educational institutions and delve into the driving forces behind the booming demand for traditional blue-collar vocations. Sound exciting? So let's talk about what's going on. The workplace is going through a metamorphosis. It's going through a major change. And the 2020s have witnessed an epoch-defining transformation in the job market. And it's propelled chiefly by a relentless march of technology. And get this, automation and artificial intelligence, like mighty titans, have convinced the replacement of numerous routine white-collar jobs, resulting in conspicuous dwindling of jobs tethered to four-year degrees. And simultaneously, a cornucopia of opportunities has sprung forth for blue-collar workers with high-value skills and an aptitude for adaptability. So the ascendancy of blue-collar workers, what's causing this? Well, Number one, it's high-value proficiencies. Blue-collar workers have scaled new heights in status and compensation, mainly on the wings of their invaluable skills. They have specialized trades, technical prowess, and impeccable craftsmanship have emerged as the cornerstones of industries reliant on hands-on labor. And this scarcity of blue-collar talent has translated into lucrative remuneration packages, yes, pay, high pay packages, and enhanced job security. So what else is going on with blue-collar workers? Well, another is technological mastery. Blue-collar workers have a proficiency in harnessing technology and have further, further elevated their stature and earning potential. In an era where digital goods, robotics, and automation have become the norm, these workers are the linchpin of the manufacturing, construction, and logistics industries. Changing perceptions. The 2020s have also seen a sea change in societal perceptions around blue-collar work. What was once stigmatized as menial labor has now matured into a highly esteemed vocation. Blue-collar workers are now indispensable in economic growth and stability pillars. So what's happened to the white-collar workers? The descent of white-collar roles devoid of marketable skills. So when you think about someone going to college, there are four-year degrees that have skills at their core. Nurses, teachers, engineers, All those are skill-based programs. It's the degrees that lack skill that are at risk because the wrath of automation and artificial intelligence have created a relentless advancement of automation 
and artificial intelligence has cast a looming shadow over the white-collar job market. Think about this. Tasks that once fell within the purview of entry-level white-collar positions like data entry or analysis are now delegated to algorithms leading to a noticeable dip in demand for such roles. Don't you think that's going to continue to expand as artificial intelligence can do more of the basic entry-level work? Don't you think that those, uh, those changes are going to make it more difficult for someone without a skill to get a chance in an organization without a skill? Here's another thing that's going on. The overcrowded graduate pool. The traditional pursuit of a four-year degree has spawned an oversupply of white-collar graduates bereft of specialized skills. And this glut, this glut has fostered intense competition for a shrinking number of positions, triggering a downward spiral in starting salaries and job stability. I mean, I think every one of us knows someone who recently graduated college and is in a role making much, much less than they thought they would make while they were studying and earning their degree. They're in jobs that in many cases do not align with what they studied in school. I read an article, I think it said less or maybe around 20% of people are actually working in fields that they studied for in college. That means 80% of people are out there working with a degree in something that they did not study for in school. They did not expect. They did not anticipate. They just have a job. And the pay for those jobs continues to get lower and lower and lower. So what else is going on? Well, there's a shift in priorities. In the face of mounting student loan debt and uncertain job prospects, Individuals are reevaluating the value of a traditional four-year degree. They are increasingly turning to alternative avenues of education and training that impart practical and, get this, marketable skills. So if you get a degree that doesn't have a skill that is in high demand in the market, you're likely to face some significant headwinds when it comes to your job search right out of school. So let's talk about the education landscape being in flux. Now, I've coached and worked with some small university presidents, so I know this is on their radar. But here's what they are worried about. Here's what keeps them up at night. Here's what they are struggling with. Their enrollment is in peril. Smaller and medium-sized universities that predominantly offer traditional four-year degree programs, well... They may be navigating treacherous waters as students explore educational paths that offer more immediate employability. And this shift, this shift could potentially jeopardize the financial stability of these institutions. I mean, I had a conversation with one who said, we are in trouble if we maintain the current course. And he called it middle skills. We need to find the middle skills between the current blue-collar work and the existing white-collar vocations that are now, well, struggling to find employment. Here's what else is going on in the educational landscape. Market realities. 
To remain relevant, universities must reconfigure their curricula to align with the evolving needs of the job market. Institutions can attract students and bolster graduate placement rates by offering programs tailored to high-demand skills, including those demanded by blue-collar vocations. So they're starting to get it. I mean, I think they're starting to realize that the, the ship has set sail, that what they used to do is no longer going to be in high demand from high school graduates looking for the next step in their lives. So here's what the other uh, educational landscape is doing. They must embrace vocational training. Just like I talked about with middle skills, some universities will incorporate vocational education and apprenticeship programs into their offerings, recognizing the burgeoning demand for practical skills that can lead to well-compensated blue-collar workers. So why is this happening? Well, you got to remember, we have a short attention span with Generation Z. This is the newest generation born after the year 2000 that's coming into the workforce. Their attention span is short. They're not looking to wait five years or ten years in order to climb the ladder to the job that will give them what they think they're worth in the job market. So think about technology's role in the surge of traditional blue-collar jobs. We're in a booming industry right now. Several industries heavily relying on traditional blue-collar workers have experienced exponential growth throughout the 2020s. These sectors, for example, are renewable energy, infrastructure development, and advanced manufacturing have expanded, fueling a skyrocketing demand for skilled laborers. I mean, think about it. If you put robotics into your manufacturing plant, you need someone who knows how to maintain and even repair those robots when they come into a problem, when they're faced with an issue that helps them optimize the robot in the workplace. Who's going to work on them? Someone has to have those skills. Think about infrastructure rebirth. Government investments in large-scale infrastructure projects, particularly here in the United States, have spawned a myriad of job opportunities for blue-collar workers. These projects necessitate skilled labor for construction, for maintenance, and even going back and renovating infrastructure that's existing here in this country. And let's not forget the green push. The global transition to sustainable green economy has created fresh roles for blue-collar workers. And think about these industries. It's the solar panel installation. It's the wind turbine maintenance. It's energy-efficient construction. All of these bask in the green energy initiatives agenda. So what's happening how do we how do we deal with this well the 2020s have been marked by phenomenal ascendance of the blue collar workers in terms of status and compensation driving their invaluable high skills and technological adaptability i mean i have a, a friend who lives in texas works in california as a lineman and is making so much money that he expects to retire early it's crazy the amount of money these guys are making if they're willing to travel where the work is. 
and you know they they don't have enough workers. They're 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 hungry for workers. California is recruiting workers, blue collar workers from all over the country, because they don't have enough young people who have the skills in order to fill the demands for the jobs. Simultaneously, white collar jobs tethered to the traditional four year degree without marketable skills have experienced an alarming decline. I mean, I think every one of us listening to this podcast know someone who has recently graduated from college with what they thought was going to be a marketable degree and are struggling to find high-paying work. They're probably underemployed based on their education by modern standards. And smaller to medium-sized educational institutions face the highest challenge and must, listen to this if you work in that field, you must reinvent yourself in the face of these seismic shifts in the job market. And at the same time, technology and surging demand for tra- traditional blue collar vocations continue to define and redefine the contemporary workforce. Powerful, right? And, you know, this podcast underscores the importance of skills. Education is wonderful. I'm a big proponent of education, but if you have an education devoid of skills, what are you going to do for work? What are you going to, who's going to hire you if you have a degree that doesn't have a skill? I mean, it's a big leap of faith for someone to say because someone has a four year degree that they are going to grow into someone who is valuable for our organization. You know, you're almost making the bet that they're not going to be valuable until they learn something on the job with their four year degree in order to add value for the organization quickly. Yet when they hire someone with a high level of skill, the expectation is for them to make a difference and provide value almost immediately because they learned those skills in school. And, and remember what I said, there are certainly a duality that exists when it comes to skills and education. There are many educations that have a skill component at their core. If you're learning engineering, if you're learning how to be a teacher or a nurse or how to fly a plane, if you're learning those skills, they have value. But remember, there is a shortage of people who know how to work on planes, people who know how to build planes, people who know how to build the infrastructure so those planes can fly from point A to point B safely and with the right amount of uh, technology to do what they are designed to do. And we underscore the importance of skills and adaptability in an evolving economy. We don't know currently how big the impact of artificial intelligence is going to be on the workforce. I mean, I've worked with CEOs of companies who are at this point hiring people dedicated to leveraging artificial intelligence in their business. And I've seen with my very own eyes artificial intelligence do work that was prescripted in the past by white-collar workers. You need to write a program for your organization, artificial intelligence can do it. You need to write a policy for your organization, artificial intelligence can do it. You need to have creative content for marketing, artificial intelligence can do it. And in some cases, it's better than what an individual might create. I have a, a one of my buddies uh, owns a small business and he paid a marketing firm to write 
content for his uh, website. And he said, I like it, but I don't love it. And before he sent it back to the marketing company to have them rewrite it, he took a chance on artificial intelligence. He had artificial intelligence rewrite the ad copy, the copy for his page, and he liked what artificial intelligence created better than what the marketing company created for him. So if you don't think that's going to change the workplace, I think you're going to be surprised. And everyone that I talk to, when I share this information, they said, I suspected this about the blue-collar worker and how artificial intelligence was going to change the workplace. But the one thing that I did not anticipate, and, and get this, listeners, here's what most people thought when AI first entered the lexicon. Most people thought that technology and artificial intelligence was going to have a negative impact on the blue-collar workers first. Well, what's happening is quite different. We're seeing artificial intelligence have the biggest impact initially on the white-collar jobs, the jobs that may seem like a great way for people to gain experience in the workplace. That's a shocker for most people. It's a validation for others, but it is a shocker for most people. You know, up to a certain point, it's going to be very difficult for artificial intelligence to go out and build a high-value transmission line for an infrastructure project. It can't do that yet, but it can certainly do some of the work that people do in an office. I mean, there's, the, there's this idea that bots are getting so smart that they handle, get this, for some of the major insurance companies, artificial intelligence can handle the entire claim from the time it's filed until the artificial intelligence, the bot, deposits a check in the account of the policyholder. No human touches it from beginning until the claim is resolved. If that's not going to impact white-collar workers, I will be shocked. And again, it's only 2023. We're talking about the 2020s. We're going to see more and more advancement in artificial intelligence. It's going to get smarter. It's going to get. Uh, it's going to have the ability to do more and more work that has traditionally been in the bucket of white-collar workers. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this disagree with me, challenge me, you can go to www.johngrubbs.com. That's J-O-H-N-G-R-U-B-B-S.com. Tell me if you disagree. Tell me if you agree. If you're in another country, are you seeing the same things? Are you seeing blue-collar workers elevate while people with traditional four-year degrees struggle. I want to know your story. If you're in Amsterdam, I want to hear your story. If you're in Bangladesh, I want to hear your story. If you're in Pakistan, I want to hear your story. If you're in the Netherlands, I want to hear your story. If you're in China, I want to hear your story. If you're in Australia, I want to hear your story. Let me know what you're seeing with respect to the blue-collar revolution that's going on here in the United States. Remember, you can interact with me at www.johngrubs.com. And by the way, you can even have a free gift from me. If you go to johngrubs.com, you can download one of my leadership books for free. And I give that book to my listeners because you're giving me the most precious gift one gives another, and that is your time. For your time, I will give you that free book. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. Share this with people who you think would be fascinated by this information. 
And remember, this is a podcast meant to go against the grain. It is for people crazy enough to think and act differently. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.